What's up, internet? It's me, Stefan Van Quick, your favorite artist, art dealer, art person. Uh, I'm here to present a new format, like every single person on the internet. I am too starting a podcast and also video series. I don't know, it's going to be the same thing, but video and audio only. So yeah, another podcast. I was just thinking, you know, I have all these artists that I'm networking with that are part of my community and I want to give them a platform to, to share their work for you to get to know them a little bit better. And since I would usually do that through exhibitions and that's off the window, uh, podcast, <laughs> another goddamn podcast. So yeah, to celebrate this, this amazing new phase on internet content, I am going to be doing a test podcast interview with yours truly, myself. This way you can get a little bit more familiar with the format and you get to know a little bit more about me and in like five years if this podcast explodes and is super famous, it's a very interesting first episode to see. I So let's get on to it. Welcome to Artist Not Being Poor, a club for visual creators across the globe, working together to grow our creative careers by educating, empowering, and driving you to reach all your wildest career goals. Connect, share your works, tips, and inspiration, and let's grow together to become the best artists we can be. The myth of the starving artist is bullshit, so let's work together to become thriving artists. Guiding you on this path, your host, me, Shadow Okay, welcome to Artist Conversations or Talks with Artists. We don't know the name yet, but welcome to this new format where I, Stefan Quick, art dealer, artist, art person, uh, meets with artists, other artists, and we talk a little bit about their business. And we talk a little bit about their careers. I usually going to focus on the business side of their, their careers so you, the viewer, can grab tips and tricks and kind of like apply them to your own art practice and become awesome too. Um, but we're going to get to know these artists a little bit more and get to know what makes them tick, which is very interesting. You know, what inspires them, what makes them make art. It's a very cool topic. So... Usually, I would start by introducing my guest, but my guest is myself today, so welcome, me. Uh, and first off, I would start interviewing them and asking them a little bit about their background. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about my background. Uh, I'm going to try and make it short because, actually, who cares, right? But yeah, I'm Stefan von Quick. I am a Berlin-based artist, art dealer, art curator, uh, art person, you know, I, I'm just playing around in the art world, I run a gallery, I run a magazine, you know, I'm just out there doing stuff. The Answering the question where I am from is a little bit tricky for me sometimes, so I'll just try and make it short. I was born in Switzerland in 1988. At two years old, my family relocated to New Zealand, that's where my sister was born, shout out Manuk. Um, then when I was six years old, the full family relocated again to Brazil. I lived in Brazil for 15 years up until I was 18 
And then me, my mother, and my sister, we moved to Argentina where I wanted to pursue higher education. Uh, my family, my, my mom and my dad come from Argentina, so we had a, like a huge family there. Uh, but I, I am kind of like more Brazilian, if you ask me. That's where I'm from, I guess. That's the story. Um, my art career, like my art practice started when I was like a kid, a tiny kid. You know, whenever my mom wanted to entertain me, she would just throw crayons and paper at me. And, you know, I turned out an artist. So that's when the art thing started to happen. I was drawing throughout my whole life. Um, never thought of it about, never thought of it as like something that people could do. It's like, hey, I could be an artist or about like, I didn't even know that was a concept, you know, it was like a professional artist. Uh, and up into my teens, I was just like playing around with some papers and whatnot and, and drawing here and there during class a lot, drawing a lot during class. And in my teens, I was like fucking sure I, I wanted to be uh, in a band. All the cool kids in my, in my town were in bands. I was like, I want to be one of the cool kids. And the coolest thing you can do is be in a band. Thing is, I am, to say the least, a, a, a mediocre musician. So I, I just thought with myself, what is the second coolest thing I could do? And going to one of my, my friends that were in a band house, uh, he showed me some paintings that, that he was doing. I was like, yeah, it's something I do on the, the side, you know, kind of like hobby, whatnot. And I was like, whoa, you know, being an artist could be as cool as being a musician. So, you know, plan B, let's be an artist. So I, I, I started taking my, my art a little bit more serious. And I painted my first real painting by the time I, I was leaving, Argent leaving to Argentina. So when I arrived in Argentina to study, I knew that in the back of my mind, you know, my real goal was to start a parallel career as a professional artist and get my ass there to be, you know, somewhat of a famous artist. You know, that was vision. So I arrived to Argentina, uh, I enrolled in marketing university because my mom basically said that uh, artists don't really make money and you don't really need to study to make art. Just go to marketing, secure a career and do the art thing on the side. Marketing then evolved to graphic design, you know, which is something that I still do to this day. I fucking love designing. And um, it also gave me a lot of the views uh, on composition, colors, and structure that helped a lot in my art career. And marketing also helped me a lot in promoting my art, which is crucial for my art career. So I started exhibiting my art. So, so I printed some copies of my artworks, you know, my past artworks, created like some sort of a little portfolio, and started knocking on galleries' doors, which went horrible. They didn't know who I was, they, they never heard of me, you know, I had no, no previous experience exhibiting in galleries, so they didn't even want to see my work. Like, total bullshit, you know, because I never exhibited in gallery before, they didn't want to exhibit me, so I couldn't get other exhibitions. It was like a weird cycle that, that I, I couldn't figure out how to, to break it, you know, so I, I just, you know, continued applying for online opportunities and open calls and whatnot.
uh, continued making my art and, and started to go slowly into street art as well. So getting my art out there in front of the public on fucking walls without any, any, any gatekeepers or institutions, you know, like blocking the way. So at that point, I decided, you know, after dabbling with street art for a while, I, I just kind of figured out, you know, it's like, I can give my art the visibility I think it deserves by myself. So what would happen if I organize an exhibition and show the artworks of all of my friends? You know, it's not a gallery exhibition, it's not an exhibition, it's not a gallery organizing exhibition, but it's an exhibition nonetheless. So I just called up three of, of um, artists, three artist friends that I like, like their work. And I looked for a bar that I liked, you know, like a cool bar with some empty walls and just put the deal on the table. I organized an exhibition. You let me put paintings on the wall. And I invite a lot of friends to see the art and drink beer, which you're selling. It's a genius prize, like a win-win. So that was it. That was my first exhibition. You know, I, I did exhibit my art in exhibitions before that, like group exhibitions with like one little painting or two there, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. But this, this, I was controlling this exhibition. I could exhibit as much art as I wanted. You know, I could exhibit exactly what I wanted to show. And I was in control. I wasn't depending on galleries or curators to say what I could or could not do. I was making it happen. And the exhibition was a great success. Um, everybody was happy. The bar was happy. The artists were happy. I was happy. So th that moment it clicked, you know, if, if I want to make my art career grow, I need to do it myself. So from that moment on, I just went uh, while, yeah, looking for gallery representation and, and, and magazines and curators to show my work. I was on the side showing my work myself. And that just made the process a lot faster because after a couple of months, I organized like a second and third exhibition. So I could put on my CV that I already had exhibition experience. You know, that's a big game changer for when you want to talk with a gallery or, or a curator or a dealer, you know. Uh, I already was selling artworks, albeit to my friends and family, but nonetheless, I was selling art. And I could show that art, those art sales as a track record for a dealer or a gallery to see that my artwork already has some interest. So that was also a big game changer. From then on, uh, it, it just kind of snowballed from there. These exhibitions that we that I was organizing because became a online art magazine called Asukar. In this magazine, I just curated artists from all over the globe, really, that I liked, and I compiled their work into a digital magazine that you can download via QR code. That was in two thousand and twelve, where. Nobody had a smartphone in Argentina yet. So it went well, great success. 
but that quickly evolved into a series of exhibitions with these, these artists that were being featured in the magazine. So Asuka quickly became also an art gallery. So we opened an art gallery in Buenos Aires that was like amazing. And we started doing art fairs and, and exhibitions and pop-up shows in Buenos Aires. You know, we would, we would have our gallery, but we would do exhibitions in, in private restaurants or, or curate cu collections for cafes. You know, it was like amazing. But at some point, I started to notice that, that I, there was a ceiling for me in Argentina and that I wanted to grow much more and much faster. So in 2015, I moved to Berlin. Great choice. And then I quickly replicated that process here. Restaurants, cafes, uh, pop-up events. Uh, with the artists that I was dealing with Asuka, I brought them to Europe to be able to sell worldwide, you might say. And it just kind of continued. Uh, I, I continued doing exhibitions and then I really pivoted into offering these works online. That's been like the big game changer ever since. Um, all, all of this activity in Berlin, uh, as an independent gallerist and curator and dealer, and kind of like a mercenary of the art world, being everywhere at the same time, I got invited to, to talk at a conference, which was something I had never done. Talk in public, you know, it's like scary. But what do you want me to talk about? like I'm just like an art dude <laughs> and they were like yes talk about that talk about how you by yourself without any fancy gallery behind you or or any any institutions or whatnot you're just making your art career happen for yourself and how other artists can look into that and do their career by themselves so I was like yeah sure I'll just give a talk called artists thought being poor which is kind of like the concept of what I'm doing, you know? And I was expecting people to show up, you know, like 30, 20 people. It ended up showing up with like 250 people, 250 starving artists, we might say, and not even fitting everybody in the room and, you know, just the Q&A extended for like forever because everybody wanted to know more and more and more about this topic. And I was like, God damn, I think I found something here. Artists need this support into how to better promote and, and distribute their, their artwork by themselves. Because there's hundreds of artists leaving art university every year, but there's not a hundred galleries opening, you know, or a hundred openings for artists within the galleries that already exists. It's just a numbers game. So in the long term, if we're gonna keep on depending on, on on outsiders, on, on galleries and curators, you know, there's got to be a lot of hungry artists there. So I thought, you know, maybe I should make an effort to teach all these business and, and, and marketing and, and digital media strategies that I've been using to sell and promote my work to other artists because the art school is not teaching them that, you know, they, the art school teaches you how to paint not how to sell a painting. So after this talk and kind of figuring out that artists were hungry for educational content, that was when Artists Stop Being Poor, the community was born, somewhat like two years ago. And 
from there, it just became a community of artists from all over the world that are kind of connecting and, and sharing their knowledge on what works for them and what they've been trying out new. And it's just become an opportunity for these artists to participate in exhibitions that we organize. And uh, we also created an online amazing print shop where all of these artists can sell limited edition prints of their work at no commission, just like all the profits straight to the artists. Uh, and we're just trying to constantly build these tools that allow artists' lives to be a little bit more easy and chill and efficient business-wise. Uh, after that, I also had the opportunity to host the TV show here in Berlin that was very great, um, called Berlin After Dark, where we were interviewing creative people from the city and, you know, get to know a little bit more about, you know, their practice and their story, which was great. So that was a little bit of the backstory. I think it got a little bit long. Sorry about that. Um, but it, it just helps, helps give a little bit more context of, you know, where, why I am where I am right now. Uh, it's also all going to be on my upcoming book that I'm writing about my art career so far. I'm not going to talk a lot about that right now, but you're going to hear about it. Um, but currently, the, the main projects that I'm working right now is like my personal art career, Asukar as magazine and art gallery, and artists are being poor as a community for education and empowering of artists. Talk a little bit about my art career and what's it about and why I sell it. So my art is usually very tropical and colorful and pink and, and whimsical and playful. It's not meant to be serious. It's, it's meant to be aesthetically pleasing and somewhat kitsch. Uh, I, I also take a lot of inspiration from pop culture and stuff that you might see on the internet. It's just my idea is to create art with icons and images that are familiar to my viewer as a way to create an emotional connection. That's a little bit what I think on Andy Warhol was trying to do with the Campbell soups. It was something that you were accustomed to seeing in the supermarket. It was something you were familiar with. So when you translate it into art, you know, it's like uh, it reminiscent it reminiscence of something that you've seen before. So that's what I'm a little bit of trying to do. Uh, there's a lot of pineapples in my art and um, a lot of pop culture. Yeah, pineapples, pink and pop culture, you know, PPP. <laughs> that, should, that should be the motto for my art. Um, it's, it's meant to be shallow and, and, and kitsch. It's, it's supposed to be very um, uncomplicated art that you can just like. And, and I like doing that. So, so it's not a big um, social critique behind my art, you might say. Um, but people like it. People like it. And, and that's good for me because it sells. Which is kind of like, uh, I think that the idea of, of commerce and, and success is kind of intertwined in, in my art practice as, as well. Uh, so for me, it's very important that my artwork is affordable because that way it can reach more people. More people are available to purchase my art. So I, I usually do a lot of, of prints and and. and 
competitive work that I can sell at a much lower price point. So that way I can reach a broader audience because more people are able to afford my art. The ways I currently sell my art right now are, um, I do personal sales, so you can buy my art directly from me on the internet, so just hit me up. Uh, I, I do those through my own website and my own personal gallery, so there you can see my artworks. I do also got my artworks listed on several online websites where you can purchase them, uh, like online galleries and, and other similar platforms. Uh, I'm also represented by Lucky Gallery, shout out to Lucky Gallery, uh, from Berlin. Uh, she, she is amazing, big fan. Uh, she gets exhibitions from me, so chances to show my work and sell them at exhibitions. And she also creates art projects where I can, you know, create something for a client and get paid for it, you know, some art projects. For example, uh, at the beginning of this year, I decorated a whole hotel room for a hotel here in Berlin. And, you know, that was an art commission project. Um, then I also do commission works, which is when clients need some specific artwork with a specific dimension or a wall for a specific uh, restaurant or office. So that kind of like business art connections, you know, that's another way that I, I get my art out there. Oh, and, and finally, I'm also putting artwork out as merchandising. So you can buy some t-shirts with my art and hoodies and that kind of cool stuff. So I also transform my art into products. Um, I, I, that, those are the ways that I sell my art, that I make my art available for the public. On the other hand, I also uh, still manage Asukar, which is an online gallery where we, we sell original artworks from emerging artists across the world. Um, in that we also have an art magazine where we have where we tell a little bit more about the stories of these artists and their background and you know um, an insight into their art practice. So so it's like a little bit of storytelling for the arts. It's a little bit of a storytelling effort of the artworks that we have available for sale. And then on the other hand I have artists not being poor that is a community for educational content for artists where we also promote and sell limited edition prints of their work. So those are kind of like the three projects that are going on. Now I'm, I'm very passionate about sharing, you know, the backstage or the behind the scenes of what's happening with my art career. Uh, I think it's very important to do that and especially today with like social media and YouTube and whatnot. But back in the day when I started, I had no idea what a professional artist did. I thought it was just like painting and, you know, those paintings got sold somehow. I think it would help me a lot, you know, at that stage, 10, 12 years ago, when I, when I was a starting artist, uh, to have a little bit of insight of what the day-to-day -day of an artist looked like. But there was nothing like that available. And every artist I asked was like, super secretive, no, I'm not going to share my secrets or my story, and which is like bullshit. Because knowledge is out there to be shared, and artists are not competition. Artists are not competition, you're a colleague. So I wanted to do things different, and I wanted to be able to share with, 
younger artists or starting artists of any age a little bit about how I run my art business so they can just basically copy and emulate the same things that I do that have been working for me and adapt them to their art practice. I, I just want to help it make to help it make easier to become a professional artist. I think it's important to educate the, the art world. Artists, galleries, and collectors need an extra layer of education nowadays regarding all, all the online tools available for, for them to grow their business. I think that's crucial. And I think it's especially uh, important to educate these, these three aspects of the art world because we, we, by educating them, we are breaking the entry barriers to the art world. If you go to any museum, you know, a classical museum right now, and look at the portraits of, of the artists, it's going to look very homogeneous, as in like white dudes from a certain economical background and its majority. And that's that's been built into the art world for so long. I think it's an opportunity by like personal efforts of individual artists into showing their artwork and, and showing their, their work and selling their work individually without selling their work by themselves without the interference of, of being accepted in a gallery or a contest or, or going to a fancy art school. I think that now with the internet, we can just have access to so much more art from people from so much more different backgrounds that by educating the art world, you know, by educating artists on to how to correctly show and promote their work, even if they didn't go to art school or teaching galleries to, to better show more work from more artists and to teach collectors how to buy art from more artists directly from the artists, we just, we have a possibility to include much more artists into the art world. I think it's important at this point, you know, I, I think it's crucial to change the art world, that more artists manage their own career, uh, take ownership of, of their art career and, and transform their art career into an art business and connect directly with the audience and cut off the middle person, cut off the middle institutions, cut off, cut off uh, the gallery and just reach out directly to people that love art and having amazing art at reasonable prices for sale and creating our own collector's community you know, of normal people and not just like rich oligarchs. Okay, that, that was like a nice high note to the interview, right? I think so. Uh, so at this point, I would say something like, oh, thank you, Stefan Van Quick, for being here and sharing all this amazing insight into your art practice. And the guest would say something like, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Then I would close up with what's up happening in the future. And I would say like, yeah, Sucre Magazine is going back into publication. So from end of December, you have printed editions of Asukar. Uh, Art to Stop Being Poor is growing like never before. We have amazing community, uh, amazing events, weekly meetups. So if you like it, you could just hit the link in the description. And I would just finish in by saying like my art career uh, is being a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. 
and I just have some new works coming off later this month that I'm very excited to share, but I don't want to spoil the surprise, so I will close off the podcast by saying like, yeah guys, thanks for listening. This was Stefan Van Quick with our guest, Stefan Van Quick. Subscribe, sign up, rate and review, that kind of stuff. See you next time, and thanks for listening, guys.